Kyle Rue was focused on predicting, optimizing, and delivering talent directly to your email or ATS. So it's totally data-driven talent attraction, which means the Talru platform enables recruiters to reach the right talent at the right time and at the right price. Guess what the best part is? <laughs> let me uh, let me take a shot here. You only pay for the candidates Talru delivers. Holy shit. Okay, so you've heard this before. So if you're out there listening in podcast land and you are attracting the wrong candidates, and we know you are, mm-hmm. or you feel like you're in a recruiting hamster wheel and there's just nowhere to go, right? You can go to talru.com slash attract. Again, that's talru.com slash attract and learn how Talru can get you better candidates for less cash. Or just go to chadcheese.com and click on the Talru logo. I'm all about the simple. You are a simple man. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. That's right. Whole other level. That's right. We're recording on Canada Day, so I'm I'm all hopped up on Molson <laughs> as we record this. Uh, anyway, kids, it's another day? episode of It Is a Real Day. Yeah, Canada Day, when they uh, fought, quote unquote, for their independence uh, from Britain. Anyway... Uh, Firing Squad is back, gang. Today we have a special treat straight out of the northwest of the great American country that we live in. Rick, can I call you Little Richard or would you be offended? Anyway, Rick Richard, founder and CEO of Staff Up App. Rick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> You're so mellow, man. I love it. Well, you know, I'm a Portlander, you know. It's that cool Portland vibe you got going there. Exactly. <laughs> My my only association with Portland is watching Kindergarten Cop a couple times. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was filmed here. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was like 30 years ago. Uh, Rick, tell us about yourself. Uh, Chad will go through the rules, and then we'll get into the company. All right, great. So I'm a, a computer science uh, person by background, software engineering, um, electrical engineering as well. I've been in software for the last 25 plus years or so. Started a few firms. I, I'm also the founder and CEO of a mobile app development firm, which is how it led to Staff Up App. I live with my uh, family and two kids here in the Pacific Northwest. Me in a nutshell. So no background in employment, which could be could be important. Well, I've been an entrepreneur for much longer than I ever was employed. So I worked for you know several uh, software firms, uh, but that was you no. Know, 20 plus years ago. This is your first foray into an employment related technology is what I'm asking. It is. Yes. All right, Chad, tell him what he's won. Excellent. Rick, what you've won is getting in front of the firing squad. Rick, you're going to have two minutes to pitch staff up app. At the end of two minutes, you're going to hear the bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling and you get boring, we're going to hit you with the crickets. Uh, That means tighten your game up. At the end of Q&A, we're going to grade you with one of three. First being big applause. That's what you want. That's what you want right there. That means we loved it. Golf clap. That's my favorite, but uh, we think that you're on the right track, but you're not quite there yet. You need to tighten your game up a little bit. And what you don't want to hear, the firing squad. 
That means take that app and go home. Take your shit and go home. That's right. Take your app and go home. (laughs) So that's it for Firing Squad. Joel, get ready to start him. Rick, any questions? No, I got it. Excellent. And you are on your two-minute countdown starting... So Staff Up App is a white label mobile app solution for staffing and recruiting industry. We make it so that you can have your own branded app in the Apple App Store for iPhones and iPads and the Google Play Store for Android devices, all without the high cost of custom mobile app development. The apps are available for candidates to download and engage with the firms. So today, candidates use and expect the online you know, uh, on-demand Uber-like experience, you know, like you know, Netflix Mobile, Uber and Lyft apps, uh, dating apps, and then, of course, banking apps, which I love and I use uh, pretty extensively. Firms that can modernize their approach and have an app to allow easy access to application submittals, referrals to friends and colleagues, and engage with the staffing firm, I think are really ahead of the game. With uh, differentiating your brand in in a really big way by having your own custom app, I think uh, staffing firms really give themselves the ability to connect with candidates in a way that they don't normally have uh, access to. Like push notifications and texting, for example, are are natural to to mobile and I think part of the process. Staffing firms that have an app have a huge mover, first mover advantage and staff firm, the over staffing firms that don't, and everyone puts their jobs on uh, Indeed and Google, for example, right? That's fantastic, and it's essential. But having your own brand and mobile app allows you to connect faster with candidates and both active and passive candidates at any point. They see your jobs, uh, can engage with you, can apply, and can submit uh, referrals for friends and colleagues. To build your own mobile app today will be about 150 to 200K, a very expensive, time-consuming, and risky endeavor. Staff Up App offers a better solution at a fraction of that cost. For more information, go to our website, staffupapp.com, or email me at rick at staffupapp.com. Nice. Very nice. Nice job, Rick. You got that pitch down. Way to close it out. That was good. Someone's been practicing in the mirror with a stopwatch, I think. While we ridiculed others for not uh, not getting that domain in there, right? <laughs> Very nice. So first question, Rick, most of these companies don't have a great mobile experience on their site at all anyway. So why jump straight into an app if their mobile experience sucks already? So first, uh, they should have a mobile experience. That's kind of an essential thing. Problem is, most people statistically have been shown, like Flurry and other uh, analytical firms have done a survey, most app users use browsers maybe 10% of the time when they're on mobile. The rest of the time, they're in mobile apps. So they want to engage with firms using their mobile app. That experience is more engaging, it's more specific to them, and it's tailored for mobile. If they have a, a browser solution that's not responsive now, they're already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to have that, but, but really, this is above and beyond having your own browser-based solution. So, Rick, I, I think, you know, the selling point to the staffing firm to have an app is is probably not too difficult. Where I have a problem is, you know, asking a job seeker to download a native app in order to, you know, see the jobs, to apply and, and sort of message and engage. Um, you know, you mentioned you have a banking app, and I think we all probably do it in the, on this call. You use banking tools every day, right? You're checking your balance, you're moving money, your deposit, whatever you're doing, right? Like that's a regular thing that you do. Most job search, you know, searches happen every two to three years. Um, if there are apps that people download, it's probably like the Indeed app or Glassdoor maybe where they can, you know, see companies or get updates. So what for a job seeker really is the defining uh, reason why they would download your app, um, you know, versus others? 
So you, you've got two differentiations there. So the passive job seeker is already employed. Now, why would he download the app? And then you've got the active job seeker. Let's talk about the active job seeker first. So staffing firms go out of their way to build relationships with candidates, right? I mean, you, you, you have a candidate walk through your door or email you or however you've connected with them. That's a very expensive touch point. They want to engage that person and keep that person connected. So making an app available to them is essential because now... No, the candidate's not going to download um, 10 staffing firm apps. They may download, like you said, Monster and D and those guys for the broader search, but they really want that relationship with the firm they've chosen. They're not going to have a relationship with 10 different firms. They're going to have a personal relationship with one or two staffing firms that really engage with them. And the app allows you to do that with you know, push notifications and texts, having your jobs available to you. All those features are really available to you at the you know, tips of your fingers. So back to my question with regard to the mobile experience on the website, why not just focus? If I'm a staffing company, why don't I just focus deeply on making sure that that's a more engagement or engaging user experience as opposed to creating something that somebody has to download? What does an app give me that a really great user experience on my mobile site won't? For, first of all, no, you can't send push notifications to a mobile-based browser. They've had got that ability with staff up app. You can't even send texts, uh, text messages to to uh, the person based on their mobile usage. But the big reason is people just aren't using mobile browsers. No, they just don't use them. Like I said, statistically, they use maybe 10% of the time you're on your mobile browser for a firm to interact with them. The rest of the time, they expect an app. So yeah, if if apps were if mobile browsers are being used, sure, that would be a reasonable argument. I still would have arguments against it, but that would be a reasonable argument. But it's not being used. So you're, you're kind of uh, no, uh, not engaging with the people you want to engage with and spending a lot of time and money on a mobile experience that isn't being used. I want to step back for a second, Rick. Talk about uh, have you guys raised money? Are you looking to raise money? Um, what does the organization look like and what might it look like, you know, in the next 24 months? So we have not raised money. It's all bootstrapped up. I own a, a mobile app development company. We built apps for the Rio Olympics, uh, Motorola, uh, other national brands. So I've built a lot of apps over the last 10 years. So I've bootstrapped it up. Uh, if we're looking for funding, no, I'm not sure yet. Uh, so we'll see after the next 18 months or so. Um, the market is wide open now. Very few firms have a mobile app. Very few firms have a good mobile app. So we think we've got a lot of upside. So you know, we're going to approach that as the, the year progresses. So you develop, you develop a lot of apps. You see a lot of startups and companies that are developing stuff. Um, you, you haven't developed anything, you know, in the employment space. So what, what was it about this idea that really, you know, sparked your, your imagination and, and wanted you to, um, actually build it and do this? So in my mobile app development company, I would get staff firms to come to coming to me and want to build their own mobile app, a subset of what we've got in staff up app. But when they hear the cost, you know, 150 to 250 K to build out iPhone, Android, the backing system that's needed you know, and all the supporting services, you know, they, they'd shy away. So after a few times happening, I said, well, you know, I think I can build this and do it in a white label way so that it's not onerous for us to customize it for every staffing firm. We can automate a lot of that, uh, build a lot of those uh, uh, options in in configurable ways, and then make this available as a service to uh, staffing recruiting firms instead of one big lump sum fee or a subscription-based service. 
You just said the market is wide open and, and you're you're right. The market is wide open. So why just focus on staffing firms? And you have these huge, big Fortune 500, Fortune 25, Fortune 50 brands who would could pay uh, 150K for an app or 100K, who knows? Why Why just focus on staffing? Why not branch out and look at that, uh, that wide open market? Yeah, so that's a great question. So uh, I think the big mistake in startups is they try to do too much too fast. You no, know, we have a really good product. You no, know, we're learning tons in the staffing and recruiting industry. They've improved this product over the last 18 months in ways that I wouldn't even have thought of. So we're building up to that point. Will we go to the bigger Fortune 500 companies and beyond? No, very possibly. But when we go to them, we're going to be super solid. No, we're going to have a product that we know an industry has said really works for us. No, and really is engaging and a lot of, of users. And then we go to them with a lot of strength instead of you no know, trying to get that first Fortune 500 uh, company would take a year, right, or more. They take forever to close. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're in a, we're in a space where we think we can close a lot of staff and recruiting firms and get tons of great feedback and make our product fantastic. We talk a lot of, on the show about automation, particularly you know marketing. Uh, recruitment marketing automation. I could see a job seeker maybe downloading the app because you know the recruiting firm tells them, hey, download the app and, and we can engage with you in that manner. But do they continue to get things like job alerts, messages from the recruiters? Um, like, is there an engagement after the, the initial download? Or do I download it, get a job, and then I never hear from the company or the staffing firm again unless they manually go in and communicate with? What automation tools does it have? All right. So now this is the second part of the industry we're talking about, the passive candidates. Someone who's already working, right? They've already used the app. They've got a position. And now they're working somewhere. Why would they want the app? So the reason is... You know, the staffing firm keeps them engaged. You no, know, we have a great career resources area where, you know, you help with all sorts of aspects of a, uh, a running employment. Staffing firm can put whatever they want, PDFs, videos, whatever they want, they can put in that, in that area. So the, the candidate, even passively, can always stay engaged with you. But more importantly, a passive candidate has all these relationships with other individuals in their segment. You know, so when I was a working engineer, I knew what everyone was doing. I knew everyone who was uh, happy with what they were doing and, and, or looking for a job or you know, wanting to change their development stack and move on. So I knew all those guys. If my staffing firm, who I have a relationship with, sends a notification down and says, hey, you know, we've got a new referral program. It's now a thousand bucks. Know if you place us a Java developer. You know, now I've got the app. I know that right away. And with just a couple of clicks, I can refer that friend you know, without having to look up the staffing firm's email address or the name of my recruiter. All that is already built into the app. Everyone gets a report of it. The staffing firm gets a notification that there's a new referral. The person who's referred uh, now has a, a link to the app or the specific job that I thought they were good for. So it makes a really tight coupling, uh, even if the candidate is passive and not actively looking for a position. So Rick, quick question with regard to texting and then going beyond texting to messaging. I see that you've uh, partnered, have an integrated partnership uh, with a texting organization. What about beyond that messaging with WhatsApp and and maybe some of these uh, these other organizations like TalkPush, Canvas, Text Recruit, which cover more than just text? Are you integrating with them? How does that all work? So texting is uh, different. So we have lots of integrations with others. Like, you know, uh, one of our uh, referral partners, the Staffing Referrals, and that's a great system. It, will, it fleshes out you no know, referrals far better than we would. You know, we want to have a, a basic referral program. But if there's third-party mm-hmm. connections that we can make, we're more than willing to do that. We've got several that we've already done. Texting is different. Texting is phone number-based. 
So um, if you've got the phone number from your texting, texting firm, and, and our texting partner is not just texting. They've got a full, rich set of, of uh, features like uh, Recruit Text and others in Canvas. They've got a full, rich set of features. Um, so mm-hmm. we integrate by the phone number. So the phone number you assign to your recruiter or the firm, we integrate into our app. So when the, when the candidate wants to text you, they've got it already in the app. We go through their normal texting system or their texting partner for back and forth texting. So we integrate it at their phone number level so that if it ever changes, it's always still integrated in, into our system. Going beyond texting, I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, it's not, uh, I don't see it as much now, you know, for like WhatsApp and, and, and others, mm-hmm. but I think that's going to really um, be the next step for texting candidates, like, you know, even rich text, that sort of thing is really becoming popular, but I'm not seeing it yet, but, but we're certainly watching it. And, and when that integration is available to us, we certainly are going to integrate with, with others. Yeah, well, I mean, when you take a look at at some of these very large staffing companies like Ronstadt, that that is an international staffing organization, and across the pond, WhatsApp is a much large. It's used more than really, I think, any other messaging platform that's out there. Now, it is predicated on the the phone number, which is which is good, which is another reason why I asked about WhatsApp because that is basic foundation on the phone number. Right, right. Interested in, in marketing. As as you all know, selling as a vendor, uh, marketing is, is challenging. Um, but you're also asking the staffing firm to market the app as well. So talk about how you're, uh, you guys are marketing to staffing companies and then what sort of recommendation or handholding do you do with the staffing firm to then market their app uh, to their, to their candidates and prospects? So um, you're right. Now, closing a staffing firm can be uh, time-consuming, but uh, giving them tips on how to market the app is easy. You know, because they already do all the things that we piggyback on. You know, they post to um, Instagram, they post to LinkedIn, they post their jobs. Everywhere they post already, we say add a small tag to the bottom of your post that says "Download our mobile app." Or we now have a mobile app and has the nice iPhone and Android um, images that lets them click and download right there from their from their mobile. So marketing is pretty straightforward because you know, again, they're very reaching out to so many places. And then we have uh, 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 marketing tips that we provide them, and we're constantly growing and evolving it, learning new things and and uh, passing them on to all of our staffing firms. Right. How how many clients do you currently have utilizing uh, your apps? And how are they using it um, to become more of the, the Uberization, as you would call it, of staffing? So we're uh, about 18 months in. Now, we, uh, other than our, our beta launch was, was pretty, pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. So now we have a couple of dozen clients already. Now, I can't, the exact number is, you know, fluctuates, but we have, we have a couple of dozen at least, and it's growing. It's going pretty rapidly. Whenever we leave a conference, we always close uh, several clients. So we, we're, getting big on conferences now. The way they're using it is essentially the same for all, but um, it does vary a little bit. You know, uh, in more of the industrial clients, they push a lot of text and push notifications to their to their pool often, you know, and they get a lot of response, a lot of referrals, a lot of applications. Mm-hmm. For the more high-tech uh, firms that place high-tech IT in, in, in other areas, they, uh, they want the jobs to be available. And one thing you guys mentioned earlier on uh, about uh, getting lots of notifications, our app doesn't really give uh, any notifications other than what the candidate asked for. So a candidate, for example, would download a staffing firm's app, and they'd put in their alerts. They'd say, what are they interested in? And only when those things are available do they get a notification that 
uh, that that match is made in the app, and the app shows them the matches that they have. Um, the job listings update automatically, so there's no notification that there's a new job. It's just you know it, it's more like the, the when there's matches available for the candidate. But they all use the um, PDF format of uh, um, resources, so they always get information in their career resources. It's updated instantly if the firm updates it on back end. It's instantly available to the app. There's no refresh needed or anything like that. So they all use it to communicate. You know, everything from you know, um, resume tips to um, you know, uh, other employment type of, of, of PDFs they put out or their blog or whatever they, they, they think is important, those are always available. I'm interested in uh, competition for a little bit. Is, any, are the, are the, is there any competition aside from just developers that would, would have to develop this from scratch? And also, what do you, what do you feel is like the biggest threat to your business? So there's uh, no real direct competitors. There's another firm in Canada that does that provides a branded app, but they're more time-based um, oriented, I believe. They they do more time cards. Um, there's there are a few seven firms that have built their own, um, and they're pretty sparse. I mean, there's a third job list. List. I don't really see the point, right? They 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 can do that in their uh, more of a, a browser-based thing. They don't they don't do even application submittals in in many that I've seen. So it's not really an engagement tool for them. It's more uh, they thought they needed an app, and then you know they, they had it built. Um, so I don't see a lot of competition there. The the threat I see, um, and it's not realized yet, and, and we plan on you know, being there as well. Is something we touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. There's this evolution of texting happening, right? Something's going to happen with texting, and I think it's going to be a a merger of kind of texting and chatbots kind of thing where um, know the process for engaging candidate is going to evolve over the next few years um no we always talk chatbots in terms of ai you know chatbots are not ai yet no chatbots bots are a logic tree today so they're not really uh, super polished you can get complicated ones that are you no know, that look very real but it's not really ai yet i think ai with all the services becoming available through microsoft google amazon true ai I think the candidate experience is going to change so much over the next few years that you can't really predict where it's going to be. You can only stay alert and say, no, I'm going to utilize this as it becomes available and popular. So, so that's kind of how I look at the future horizon. I keep an eye on the things I think are really exciting and coming down the line and seeing how we can integrate it in and provide more value to our clients. Talking about value, you know, as bootstrapping us, you cannot develop everything. You can't. I mean, this is an arms race that's happening right now in this industry. So talk to me about some of the partners that you have integrated with and why you chose to actually integrate with those partners. Yeah, so that's a good point. You know, it's, it's the same thing about the Fortune 500 and 5,000 companies. I can't be everywhere yet, right? I want to stay really focused on what I do. And I don't want to reach out and do be the best texting platform in the world. Now, we have really good basic texting built into our service, no, no extra cost. But we also partner with texting companies like TextUs, for example, um, who has a great system right? Fully fleshed out, robust system, and they're adding features and functions all the time. So we let them do full-blown texting if, if the firm is interested in that. Uh, referrals are becoming so big now. I can't believe some firms don't have a referral bonus program, right? Um, you know, as a working engineer, you know, the engineers today make 100 to 150K. I guarantee you, any one of those engineers, if you put a $500 bonus in front of them, bend over backwards to get that bonus, 
No, staffing firms aren't really utilizing that so much. So uh, we partner with a great staffing firm, uh, a staffing referrals company called Staffing Referrals. You know, they integrate into our system as well. Uh, we have a basic referral system that gives everyone great notifications. But if you want mm-hmm. a very full, robust uh, uh, staffing referrals integration, you know, you go to a company like that and, and they'll really get, you know, the, the full-blown, um, you know, very niche-specific uh, features and functions uh, tailored toward referrals. So that's what we, that's how we approach integration. They do what we do in segments better. We'd love to partner with them and, and, and use them as an integrated partner. Question about targeting, Rick, both on, I guess, the job seeker side and the agency side. Is there, is there some cohesion there? In other words, uh, I could see, you know, I could not see a, a high demand engineer downloading an app from a staffing firm, whereas I could see other professionals doing that. Do you try to sync up the staffing firms that you go after that have job seekers that are more aligned to downloading an app? Or do you, or is there any strategy at all at this, at this point around that? Do you, do you, do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, so it's not a specific strategy, but I disagree with you. You know, as a, a high-end senior engineer, architect-level engineer, you know, I would download an app like this because I want to stay in touch with what the firm is doing, especially referral program. You know, um, there's great tips that staffing firms have. You know, um, most engineers like me are pretty um, um, not extroverted or, or, or introverts, right? So getting tips on how to, you know, function more, at, better at work, um, you know, uh, relationship type things and, and other uh, you know, great tips that firms generally put out to their passive candidates would always be of interest to me. You know, so I think the same thing happens with an app. The app also is like this business card. You know, um, you want to give it to candidates that you, uh, you know, have interacted with or touched at any point. Then... Whenever they want to get in contact with you or know what you're doing, it's just an app away. I mean, there's no searching for you on the website anymore. What was the name of that recruiter? What was that website I want to refer a person to? It's this calling card that's now always on the desktop of your app that uh, very few uh, people will download more than one relationship-based staffing firm app. Um, So let that app be your app. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way for... For, for staying really connected with with individuals do you do you believe that engineers aren't on LinkedIn because they don't like being contacted by so many staffing firms I would never be on LinkedIn if I was an engineer uh, that's just me personally because I would get lots and lots of, of recruiters coming to me and, and uh, you know trying to move me from where I was currently placed right so so I guess my question is how is this different so staffing firms aren't always trying to um, recruit someone who's currently working. They just want to be in touch with them when they're looking. You know, I think it's very passive in the way firms have been uh, staying connected with, with a, a candidate. You know, just because you placed me, you're not going to try to, it's not like the uh, you know, 80s where they will place you and immediately try to place you somewhere else. You know, I think most firms will just wait and when you're ready to move or more importantly, you know someone else is ready to move, you know, you're available to them uh, via the app where they can you know, make an easy and quick referral for a colleague who uh, happens to be moving or, or you know, uh, uh, n- not interested in staying where they, they are for whatever reasons. You know, if you have a relationship with that candidate and they have your app, it's easy for them to refer that person uh, to your firm. Rick, tell me about pricing. What's pricing look like around this? So uh, we're a no contract based. We're very easy sale, no very easy decision for a firm, uh, no setup fee, and we're roughly five forty nine a month. 
So it varies a little bit. The firm is uh, uh, has special ATS connection needs, but generally we go out the gate at five forty nine a month. All right, let's go to the firing squad. Then I want to hear the bell one more time. All right, all right, Rick, I'm going to go first here. Man, where to start? I I think that um, you have a you have a lot of things going against you, um, and I think you know Chad and I are probably going to disagree on this, and that's why it's the Chad and Cheese podcast. So I think I look at this specifically from the two angles of having a native application, both that you're marketing and maintaining, as well as downloading and engaging with. And from my perspective, I think it's, I can't see the synergies of a staffing firm with a mobile app, having to market it, promote it, engage with with folks on it. Um, I understand that, you know, job alerts are pretty easy. Um, I think that over time, job seekers from the job seeker side um, get annoyed with that. Uh, we've had, you know, email alerts forever. Um, and I think similarly, you know, app, app alerts are going to be, you know, sim- viewed similarly by job seekers. You may be seeing a totally different thing. And if you are, then I'm totally wrong and you'll be a major success. But I, you know, for me, it's really hard to, to get away from, you know, the old way of doing things, whether it's phone, um, phone calls emails, you know, texting, uh, which we, we touched upon a little bit are, are huge. Um, you mentioned advancements in messaging, which will happen, which I think is just a much more organic relationship and interaction with a job seeker. So I just, man, I think there's so many challenges with the business in terms of both of those things coming together. I also look at the fact that, you know, you've never done employment before. You have a company as it is, so it's it's going to be pretty easy for you to, to like say, let's just go back to doing what we know and developing apps. So for me, you know, I hope you prove me wrong, but for me, you got the guns. Chad? All right. So, Rick, there's no question. Asking candidates to download an app is an obstacle. There's no question, right? But this is where Joel is incredibly wrong. First and foremost, I love I love the focus. It's super solid and it does take forever for a Fortune 500 company to close. Not to mention staffing is a business, right? Talent acquisition, that's their job, right? They're not looking at margins. They're not looking at EBITDA. They're not looking at all, all of those things, right? Staffing does. So you to be able to pick staffing to be business focused, I think is incredibly smart and the only way to go. Don't worry about those big brands because those big brands are a pain in the fucking ass. So understanding partnerships is also a big point because you know you can't develop everything. That's awesome as well because, again, you have the focus that's necessary to be able to make this, this bootstrapped organization right now move forward. And last but not least, and this is where I think Joel just doesn't get it, is that Indeed acquired SIFT. SIFT is a marketplace app. The evolution from traditional staffing to marketplace platforms has to happen. This is how it's going to happen. The big key for you is, can you jump on that train? If staffing companies understand that Indeed's going to drink their milkshake, then they could easily take a look at what you have to offer and say, how are we going to compete? This is how they're going to compete, which is why I'm giving you a big applause. Rick, you've gotten your first ever in history applause and guns show. Congratulations. How do you feel? That's the first time it's ever happened. 
Well, we know who the genius of the two of you are. Yeah. Chad. <laughs> hey, Rick. Bottom line, we Chad and I always root for startups. Chad, I think we out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.